three, two, one. Welcome to Sober in the States Basketball. Now, here are your hosts, Jorge and Alec. Took some time to wine and dine. Are you ready for Divine Episode 9? Yeah. Okay. I did one last week, and now like I feel like it's going to be a thing until I get really annoyed of it or people just stop listening because they're just terrible. So uh, it's going to be one of those things. I kind of did it last minute because things have been crazy, but whatever, dude, we're here. It's episode nine. So we're keeps on going. The NBA is flying. The magic suck, but we beat the bulls. So Alec, take that. Oh, Alec, do your thing. Let's get this show started. Who do we got with us here today? So we got, uh, last week while we were, um, Jorge and I were both, uh, out with load management. We didn't have a episode for the week of Thanksgiving. Um, but friend of the program and former guest trip and B, um, gave us a, uh, quick little recommendation on a guest who actually won a contest back in looks like game week nine. So, um, we got Zach on the podcast today. Zach, how are we doing? Good. Thanks for having me guys. Yeah, we we had to bring on a champion to make us look bad. So uh, we 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 needed a we needed to have some content, you know, for the listeners. Be like, hey, here's someone that actually won. So Zach, welcome to the show. And uh, for those who may not know you, uh, kind of, why don't you tell us about your sober journey so far? Yes. Yeah, so I started sober, obviously, with the soccer or football, whatever you're wherever you're from and whatever you're calling it. Um, in just I think it was February of almost two years ago. So it'll be two years in February. So it's obviously started with soccer. Um, my background with it, it's kind of funny. I, I have a background in playing fantasy sports forever. Got into gotcha. DFS when there was that big DFS boom with football, right, right. moved into kind of golf, DFS and basketball and, and everything. I actually started with baseball was the first sport I did. Um, but yeah, long story short, kind of grew into soccer. Didn't know much about it besides what I had played on FIFA before and knew those players. Um, but kind of with anything that I do, if I'm really into it, I kind of just really dedicate time and yeah. learning and sorter data obviously helped me a lot with getting the data and the stats that I want, but I'm kind of a spreadsheet nerd. So I put together spreadsheets and kind of figured out what worked for me. And then obviously now we're with basketball and, um, I'm, I'm from the U S um, I'm from Arizona, big Suns fan, Ooh, um, but I, I live in LA and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really familiar with basketball. Not as much as I was obviously with soccer, like I mentioned before, but it's sort of, uh, I would say basketball for me is a lot less stressful than soccer. Maybe it's just because of the gallery size is a little right. bit different and uh, a little more fluid. Just the, yeah. And the way the gameplay is a little set up, it's just a little less stressful, but uh, yeah, I, I really love the product so far. And I'm and obviously a huge solar uh, enthusiast just based on gallery size and how much time I spend on the site probably way more than I should, but everyone's kind of the same, I think. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. We, we, we've all become spreadsheet analytic nerds, whether, whether we were before or after, like I, I really wasn't, but this game has turned me into like, I need to stare at a chart. I need to stare at some data. I need to read into this and then, you know, figure out 10 different things that have nothing to do with it. But I'm, I am putting those lines together. All right. But um, yep. yeah. We're all here. We love this game. Basketball has been incredible. You had Devin Booker in that champion like lineup, didn't you? So I did, and Aiton also. See, look at that. So, how did? You, what was that lineup? Were you just like in the projections? How did you kind of come up with that lineup that won your first place? Yeah. So if I remember correctly, I just pulled it up. So it was that if you remember that week where the Heat had like seven players or something. Oh, that they the, could the play. Jokic boom. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think I missed that the Jokic boom, and I went and I got Highsmith. I think he was a two that week, and he put up like forty. Really? Uh, which was I think I overpaid a little bit, but it was on the limited side, so it wasn't like a. Sh- I mean, depending on what's overpaying and how much you know in terms of dollars <laughs> none, but none of us pay attention to that we just less overpaying and limited than than overpaying and you know the higher tiers um but getting highsmith who i believe it was a two allowed me to get uh booker and curry and eight in a lineup it was a champion lineup so obviously one of those guys was, was fully canceled out um but yeah looking at it now booker put up 78 um as his high score that week which was Actually, this week he put up two massive scores. I was about to say, it's not abnormal now the way he's been playing. Which yeah, is that one hurt really painful. Oh, yeah. I'm on my bench. Yeah, no. I feel a little attacked here with the, uh, we had the Magic game right before last week, and now we have a, a, a Suns fan on. So um, feeling a little pressured. It's definitely a, a dark time to be a Bulls fan, but I mean, hey, it's been worse. See, that was my plan the entire time, right? I knew Booker <laughs> was going to go off last night. I was like, all right, here, here we go. This is it right here. Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, I picked up actually a Booker, the rare one of, was it a uh, thousand? So I picked up the first Booker card. It's a Jersey mint too. So I really pretty, pretty cool. I mean, I, I definitely overpaid for it, but at that time, who knew what the prices were going to be at the time, it seemed okay compared to what other people right. were paying for the ones and the jerseys. So uh, I'm okay with it, but uh, yeah, I mean, that lineup really crushed and, and my strategy overall was picking guys like Booker and Curry who can, have games like that where they completely go nuclear just like once they get hot they can put up they can put up 50 regular points and that obviously includes threes and anything else they do so that was sort of my strategy going in I wasn't really sure where I wanted to go but like putting up the guy or getting the guys that can just really go absolutely nuts um, along with the you know the Jokic Luka types you know in champion especially but yeah so how how does that especially with today with so rare breaking news because now we have some special weeklies and we have the no cap. They totally did that on purpose. They totally did that on purpose. They have the no cap. So that just opened up the world for so many things. You can like take this lineup and you don't need a Highsmith now. Like you're talking, you're about to put in everybody. Are you, are you looking forward to that division? Are you, are you looking, are you going to prioritize it more to say? I think, I mean, sort of what I do in the soccer world too, if so rare, I think it sort of just depends on what the prize pool looks at, looks like. Um, I would assume the prize pool will be really good if, you know, it's, there's no cap at all and you can put in anyone who you want, but sort of play it by ear. I mean, this week, especially I was pretty frustrated because I, I haven't really sold a lot and just through winning rewards, I put a lot of really good players in training. And I think it's sort of the way that the L10s kind of shaped up with who I had and who was available. Um, like for Booker, for instance, I had him in two training lineups, my rare and my limited, and he put up like 80 and 70 points. Like obviously would have only got the higher score, but I, I just like the ability to have tons of contests to choose from. Right. So even if, even if I prioritize, let's say a champion and a contender, you can still put in your remaining players in that contest versus just kind of wasting them in training, which is pretty painful to do, especially when they go off. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad to see that. I'm, I'm a little surprised though that they kind of threw that out of nowhere because I thought the whole concept was the L10. Right. And that kind of gets rid of it. So I kind of hope they don't push towards the no cap. I kind of like permanent. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I can't imagine that's the direction that they'll go with it. But um, it is kind of interesting that they threw that into the gameplay when that seems like that definitely wasn't ever going to be an option. So I don't know. What do you guys think about it? Well, yeah. I was a, I was kind of thinking the same thing because it's just 
too much and everyone's going to put in the same five players. So there has to be some deferential somewhere and that's not fun. And I know Alec, you had some viewpoints on it. So let's hear it. <laughs> yeah, I was actually very excited to see this because um, I've kind of always on server in some sense balled on a budget. So I think unless you have, you know, multiple Jokic's, Giannis's, Luka's, um, all that, you're really mainly only putting your best players in the no cap lineup um, if it crosses into one of those weeks. So um, it kind of opens up more prizes and more availability in, you know, those other tournaments, the champion, the limited, um, if it's Eastern or Western conference that week. Um, so it kind of gives, you know, people like myself and other players kind of more of an opportunity to um, not only win a reward, but potentially win a bigger reward um, just from playing my simple best lineup that I can play. Um, and, you know, while it's not going to compare to, you know, someone who has the, you know, the all NBA first team, it's, it's still a solid lineup to look at. So um, I was very excited on it. Um, kind of comparing it to baseball, it's the same thing as, you know, there's, I believe it's pro and all-star on the baseball side. Um, so, you know, pro has more um, or better rewards. You can win higher tiers, but um, it also just kind of opens up for people who play that lower division where you can still play your best players and you're in some sense playing other people's B teams. So um, I'm very excited for it. Um, I did also find it interesting that they launched underdog at the exact same time as no cap because those kind of go completely opposite directions. Um, but kind of from a from a strategy standpoint, I do think that kind of helps as well. Um, and in some sense, kind of benefits managers that that kind of watch the game more, follow it more, um, and are also, you know, kind of looking at the trends of where, you know, lineups and rotations are moving to. But, but that's another thing, yeah. too, that you mentioned that they're not running them the same weeks, though. So game mm-hmm. week 14 and 15 and limited, you have the no cap with common underdog. And then game week 16 and 17, you have common no cap, but then limited underdog. So it's not even like they stacked them either. So you could literally plan for both with no overlap whatsoever, which kind of takes away that like, okay, well, if all these big hitters are going to be in no cap, well, it's not really going to change much because, you know. I I was a little disappointed to see that it wasn't available in Rare. Um, Seems like they kind of, the way that they roll out the scarcity tournaments is sort of weird. Like I think from the get-go, they did like, champion wasn't available for some reason when like contender or like champion I don't right, remember. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like weirdly rolled out and i don't know i mean i guess maybe i mean they know what they're doing but uh it would be Allegedly. hopefully they will see it in the right <laughs> yeah exactly give them credit but yeah i mean we'll see but i think yeah i mean we'll see how it goes because i think people see the shiny new thing and maybe they'll prioritize that while the you know the ones that we have now might not get as many as the good players that they have or or people will just be more inclined to spend more money on the market so. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because it just literally sprang to my mind just now. I wonder if they lit this specifically like focused on limited because they're trying to drive liquidity. Like what if they're starting to notice that the market's like really starting to slow down and like there maybe aren't as many people buying and, you know, they're, maybe they're more focused on just like trading itself. So like the market's kind of like stagnant, which would cost them money because then they have to have their side bots kind of coming, basically scooping up the floor, propping up the market. So I really wonder if this was kind of a way to be like, hey, you're going to need these underdogs because that's 60 points. They're, it's a 60 point camp for like underdog. That is low. And that is yeah. going to be incredibly hard. And these scores are, I don't even. I can't even. wait to see what the winning scores are. I, mean, I feel like you could get some weeks where you're looking at 40 points, maybe just because, you know, there's no real injuries or anything big. So um, I think yeah. the scores on that are going to be real crazy. And, you know, if you get a, a Haywood Highsmith that, you know, I think it was looking at this, if my math is correct, played, I think 27 minutes up in like all season up until that one night that you put him in your lineup where he played 41. So, I mean, sometimes <laughs> you just luck into one of those and and now you're sitting on the podium. Yeah. 
it'll be interesting. I mean, they could always even adapt it further to like a underdog champion where you have one key guy that counts as a zero. And then the 60 seems really low. Like, yeah, I mean, that's, that's going to be tough. I mean, who knows though? It could be a night or or a week where there's so much value that it doesn't really, you don't really see it, but if it's a bad week with value, it it could be real. (laughs) It's one of those things where it's like, and that's, that's another thing that like kind of, as the season goes on and yeah, sure. Like some guys are never going to get consistent minutes, but that's for a reason. And they're not playing either. So the guys that are actually playing or scoring their L tens are going to be way past the 60 limit. And there's going to be no way that that's going to be sustainable and or fun. Like who's actually yeah. going to want to go out and pay for these overpriced guys. Cause this really drives people to play these games and FOMO kicks in. All these people are just scooping up these lower guys. How many people that actually play this game week in and week out are going to want to overpay for these guys that see like three minutes a week? Yeah. I mean, could you potentially just throw in like Giannis and get three other zeros and hope he goes for oh, 80 shit. or a hundred and <laughs> that, you that win with one move, player. <laughs> I guess that's true. <laughs> put in, yeah. What? Put in two thirties with some, some upside and then call it a day. Yeah. <laughs> There probably I mean, won't be a like, Keegan Murray at that point for the zero, but yeah, there's a lot yeah, of ways. First week with Keegan Murray was nuts to see, uh, <laughs> which, I mean, it's been kind of disappointing. He hasn't fully lived up to it, but I mean, I remember looking at that price and I think it was, it was like 200, $250 for a limited for him just because he had that L10 of zero. And then as soon as week two rolled around, it just tanked. <laughs> But, but it still happens, though. Like, it may not happen to the extent of Keegan Murray itself, but you are still seeing it. And, like, Jokic was a perfect example for the Heat. Like, he wasn't really playing. He had, an L, like, an L10 of, like, two or something like that. And as soon as everybody else got hurt and he was starting, he went up to, like, what, 70 bucks or something like that within the day? And then he came right back down. And I'm pretty sure I got that notification today. He just got injured. And, he, and he's out. So all these people just paid a bunch of money for a guy that they used one week. Yeah, it worked out. But now they're sitting there going, oh, crap. And I I know I've asked other people this before, but Zach, I kind of want to get your opinion on that. Is stuff like that going to drive people away from the game? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess it sort of depends to the people that I'm just thinking the people that are more like non-hardcore players. Do they even realize that that player is even there? Like a zero? Mm. (laughs) Like, do they even realize what's (laughs) happening that game week? Um, I mean, maybe. Because you got to think there's people that are coming around, coming from DFS, fantasy. There's a lot of shot from top, top shot. So these people know how fantasy basketball works. And they know they have to keep an eye on rotation injury news and stuff like that. So yeah. they had to have known. Because I've I've watched some like top shot content and like other creators that come from that side dipping into so rare and like their YouTube. And yeah, they're all in there. And one, they don't even look at the price. They just look at the floor and they're like, oh, that sounds legit. And then they just <laughs> scoop it up which just hurts my soul. Every time I see it, I'll be the last year. They're like, pull it up. I'm like, I'm on sober data. And I'm like seeing that, oh, yesterday was like selling for 15. And today it's like 35. They're like, oh, this is cheap. Buy. And I'm like, oh God, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, it stresses me out so much. that Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess there's always going to be some sucker that's going to pay. You know? Yeah. I mean, I guess if they're coming from the DFS world, though, you would think more than likely they're putting in time and would find it. I mean, I guess it just depends on the budget. Like, it's all about timing. Like once that hidden gems there. And if, I mean, even if you're overpaying like that Keegan Murray week, if, if you overpay, I mean, you're for that, you're technically guaranteeing yourself a prize. Yeah, that's true. To offset it. I mean, he hasn't really panned out since then. Obviously it'd be impossible to just because he went from like a zero to like a 30 to a 20 to whatever he's at now. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I think as long as the prize pools are big enough, 
and people with a smaller budget kind of understand like if you're not putting in it is somewhat pay to win so if you're not buying the big guys you kind of have to understand you're probably not going to win i mean especially with basketball because it's the most consistent like it's it's the top 10 guys you know they're always putting up massive numbers whereas to like soccer or even baseball i mean you could probably get away with some cheap guys in baseball they hit a couple home runs and you're having a good week so alec less volatility less volatility indeed like it's ridiculous watching the prices week in and week out like into the weekend into monday like if you're buying cards on the weekend just don't because just from thursday to like monday do like it is so hard to buy cards because as soon as and especially on Mondays, because I usually have the nights off. So I'll sit there after lock and like there's usually like a big like lineup of games Monday nights, too. And you'll just immediately see like almost the first auction right after that game locks is like 10, 15 percent cheaper than everything else, because either people just aren't on the site. They're out watching basketball. They like put in their teams. and They just like no longer care for the week. But the, pr- the price difference is just so drastic on Mondays, like leading into the week. So, and that's the thing. If you're patient, then it pays off. But yeah, I think one thing too with patience too is like if you miss those hidden gems early in the week that you know, like, okay, the L10 shifts over to the next week and you see like the big value drops. If you're late on that, I mean, if you're around and can monitor injury news, there's always value that'll pop up within the hour of lock. It's just sort of like, can you put in the time there to do it? And you can kind of offset that. I feel like that happened with me on Highsmith. Like I think that week, like I said, I think I missed uh, Jokic and Highsmith popped up later just because everyone was hurt on the team. Um, So I think there's two ways to do it. Like you can be really early and get the super cheap or kind of be on the, on the wire and, and pray <laughs> that something pops up because <laughs> that sort right. of happened with this week with me on the, with the Hornets. They had, they had no one to play. And I picked up, I think I overpaid a little bit. I definitely did, but I picked up, uh, how do you say Maldon? Theo? Maldon? Oh yeah. Theo. Maldon. And then, uh, I think Bo, Bo, Bo Champ, Bo Camp was another like target that got like, yeah, got a pretty good spot. Got a pretty good price spike as what words, man. They are so hard sometimes. But but that that's the thing though. Like, should you have to be there right there every night to do it to play this game? Like, yeah, obviously, if you do, it's rewarding. But it almost feels like there's a disadvantage of those people that aren't super into so rare, and then the people that are that they'll just never be able to compete because they just won't. Yeah, it's sort of like. The closer, the more time you spend in, the more optimal your lineup is if you're buying stuff. But you could still submit a lineup and it, there's a chance that it could go off. Like I've done that before in weeks where I didn't have time near lock. I just kind of put together what I had and saw what happened and didn't win anything big, but still got some rewards and was was okay with it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think if you put in the time, you, you see the results for sure. Yeah, and I think that's kind of, I mean, I don't, I'm not too familiar with it on football. I kind of really just played um, academy for a little bit and then casual, but I mean, the fact that kind of right before lineups lock, like you're just kind of sitting there refreshing Twitter to to see who's out or who's questionable. And um, I mean, you're looking at prices of guys that are just getting listed 10 times more than they're actually worth just because they have that low L10 um, definitely kind of makes it harder for, you know, someone who can't really, you know, pay attention to when, you know, games lock or if there's time zones or especially some of our friends over in Europe too. So um, I think that part's something that that's kind of difficult, but um, I think also part of it is like, if you get a guy early on that you know even before there's no news like if you know he's not going to see the floor for about a month or so and you just kind of sit on that card then all of a sudden you're the one that's selling that card or you know you already have that card for you know for very cheap so um you know pj tucker who jorge i was kind of joking with you about earlier (laughs) in the week because he scored 
You never I know what's going in. He scored points. Yeah, he scored points in three of his last 10 games. Um, so in seven of his last 10, he hasn't even scored a point. Um, so for this, um, you know, I guess when what was it called underdog drops, like he's a guy that's still getting 20 to 25 minutes a night, every single night, sometimes 30. So, you know, yeah, he's mostly scoring four five, six points, but he's still going to have that night where he drops 22. And all of a sudden that's a guy that you can just quickly easily flip. Um, so I think, I don't know, it's not that it's all luck, but I think a lot of times, like if you plan for it properly, you know, you just need that one injury or that one trade and all of a sudden you're, you know, making a huge profit off a card that's going to be great one week and then never heard from the rest of the season. Speaking on that, I have, I want to, I want to pick both of your brains and I'll take this to Zach first. So Kat just went out for the Wolves, right? Is Rudy Gobert a play right now? Because they obviously haven't worked well together. So can Rudy take this on his own? Like, is there a play there? Because he's cheap. He's way cheaper than Cat. Their scores, he he can peak if he wants to. Like, they're not as good as Cat's, but they're up there. So there is the argument that his scores will kind of like see, you know, an increase with him being out, except for last night. Don't look at his score from last night. <laughs> what's he at 8.2 oh. if i'm seeing this yeah like that's yeah. just not great but look at those scores before that 30 20 47 40 so he can peak he he can spike up there is, is there is yeah. there a play there or am i just kind of grasping i don't know how much it really well what's funny about those two actually is i won go bear as my first reward oh. and my last yeah. reward is cat no and way and he just died <laughs> so that's fun <laughs> hey, but anyway, it's not that bad. He's only out for like six weeks, but it could be worse. Yeah, I don't mind it. Yeah, as long as he's not out for the season, he'll come back at some point. It'll be fine. I, I don't know with the usage if it'll impact him that much, like in terms of scoring. But like, I think I think players like that who can have crazy defensive games are always nice to have. Like, he could have like a five block game. That's right. like he's never going to score thirty points, but he's got some really high high games where. Like, I'm, let's see here. He's got a game where he had 48 and he had 17 and 17, two blocks, two steals. I mean, you know, you're going to get defensive stats if he can put together some offense. And he might now with Cat out. I mean, yeah. Who else do they have as their bigs in there? Um, they might run a little different. I, mean, I don't know. Big well, from- wise, it's really just them two, at least, that like kind of stands out. Um, but I mean, even like looking back to his scores, they went small last night open. too. And it, yeah. Um, and they won too, didn't they? Uh, yeah. Yeah, they did over Memphis too, which was kind of a big win. But I mean, looking back to his scores last year, like he had a couple of games where he scored 40 plus 50 plus sober points. So um, kind of going back to not having the paint clogged and they can kind of get back to their offense from last year is I think it'll help him. Um, I don't know if it's really worth the big jump that it went through um, for his price when cat went down. But I mean, that's a guy that if his price keeps going down that, I mean, sure. Why not go after him? Because, you know, he's got that defensive upside, which can be huge. Yeah, but see, see, look at that. His his price, his price, his price, dude, twice today. His price went up and then immediately went back down because he had a terrible game. Like right now, the risk reward is there. He's at the low end of his range, price range. Why not pick him up? Especially because you know if he if he has a really really massive game sometime in the near future, while Cat still has some timeout, these people are gonna flock to him like flies. And first, you'll have a guy to play who could potentially win your reward, and if not. You just flip them because that's the magic of sober NBA. <laughs> and he's always usable. I mean, you know what he's yeah. with, with cat and he's not, he's, he's not reliable to score points, but he does everything else. And while that's sort he's of he's averaging a double, double so far this season. So, I mean, at the very least, even if he's only scoring 10, you know, actual points, he's still probably getting you double digit rebounds and, um, you know, he gets a couple blocks every game too. So, you know, that'll help, but I don't know. That'll be an interesting one to follow. 
Yeah, I've, I've definitely been keeping my eye on it. It's almost like one of those things where, like, I want it to work out. Like, in my head, I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm right. I have this strategy down. Like, this is totally going to work. But who knows? What? Zach, do you trade a lot? Or, like, do you buy in and sell out? Or are you just kind <laughs> of accumulating? Are you kind of just seeing what's out there? Kind of, how are you tackling the whole gallery? Because I've, I've been kind of stuck with mine. I don't know what to do with it. Yeah, I, I guess I'm sort of in the same boat there. I sort of, at this point, I'm just accumulating. Um and even like what we had mentioned before about there being a huge value play. And then if I were to buy someone that week and then their value spikes all the way down, I'm not necessarily looking to sell because I feel like that opportunity may come up again right. and their L10 will probably keep going down. So I'm sort of at the point of accumulating a lot. And like what I mentioned at the beginning about how I was depressed about how many rares I was putting into uh, training this week right. that I might, I might start to sell some stuff. I did sell, I won a miles Turner a few weeks back and I actually oh, did nice. list him at a decent price and he actually sold. So I was okay with that. Um, so I do have, I have quite a bit of depth, but I feel like that middle range of like whatever miles Turner was averaging around like 35, 40 with the other players I have, he was never really seeing playing time on my team, quote unquote. Right. So um, I wasn't, I wasn't upset about letting him go. And I think, I mean, obviously keeping all your cards and, and acquiring XP is, is good when there's like a difference of, you know, one or two points in contests. But I think there is strategy in kind of picking your core players and then, you know, flipping around them. What else is going, whatever, depending on what's going on with L10s and what you need for the week. Um, so I sort of have a core of, of players I like. And then um, I did win Tatum in that one week that I won the limited cost uh, contest. And she's been what did you play him this week? Killing. I did play him this okay, week. Okay, I was about to say, don't there tell me go. you mentioned another one. <laughs> 92 points with the rare bonus, which is nice. But this week was crazy. I mean, I had 92, 64, and 64 from Jokic and Embiid and not even top 150 in my lineup. So it's competitive, but it's all over the place. But in ter- to answer your question, I, I, I don't know either. <laughs> I'm trying to figure it out. It, it's hard because yeah, of the it's, L10. It's hard to let go of players that you might think could have use. It's just hard looking at those players that like they're all really good when they're sitting at like high 30, low 40. And you're like, I could use all of these guys, but I'm maybe using four if that. And it's just like, what am, like are these guys just wasting space on my bench? Like, I know I can use them and then you can start, you know, targeting matchups and stuff like that and get a little bit deeper. But it's like just staring at them. Like sometimes I'm like, ugh, and then sometimes I'm like, oh, this is great. And Alec, you just kind of restructured your whole gallery. What did, what, what did you do? What did you what did you sell? What do you have? So. I kind of blew um, everything but my bench players up. Um, so I still kept, uh, I kept Vucevic because um, I had to, and I kept Caruso. So I have to, I have to stick with my bulls, um, but I flipped deer and Fox. Um, he had a couple of really good games in a row. So knew that I could sell high on it um, and just kind of wasn't really building good lineups. Um, he was kind of, I mainly was playing contender. So he um, was either in contender and then the, you know, the bottom half of my lineup was kind of slacking with that. So uh, wanted to kind of load up on more guys that are all around the, the high 20s, low 30s range, whereas he was in the 40s. Um, so ended up flipping him for Damian Lillard um, and Juan Toscano Anderson. Um, so Lillard's out right now, but kind of once he comes back, it's a guy I'm excited to have. Um, so sold him. Um, I sold Jalen Brunson, which was a tough one to do because I think that was the first card that I bought. Um, and then also sold um, who was it? Bohan Bogdanovich. So, um, actually have a balance for the first time since Ooh. I actually got into basketball. So I really don't know what to do with it right now. I'm kind of sitting on it to, to kind of see, um, there Dangerous. was, there were a couple of cards. I I was know, looking yeah. At. yeah. 
Like there were a couple of cards. I'm like, oh, that'd be sick to have. But I'm like, then I can't buy another card and I can't fill out a lineup. So I'm like, kind of really got to sit down and, and plan it out. But um, I don't know, I have a I have a decent contender lineup right now going. I just got to kind of find those back end, those low L10s that um, at least give me 15 to, to 20 points would be nice because a lot of the, the low L10s that I'm putting in, if they play, are really only getting me five or six. Um, and it's just going to be really tough to, to win a reward with that. Um, when your best player is Vucevic, who on his good nights is really only putting up 50. So I don't know, I got to hit back to the drawing board and, and kind of go from there, but um, really kind of have a blank slate. So I'm really excited to to kind of go after that. Dude, the world is your oyster right now. There's so many good plays right now, too. I feel, is it just me or like, obviously we knew this game was going to get competitive as it went on. But this week, especially like I was looking at all my lineups. There are some massive scores this week. Like they are just, what is it? 84, 80, 70, 69, 64, 64, 64, 63, 63, and 59 are all the top 10. And it's AD, Giannis, Halliburton, Zion, Durant, Edwards, Porzingis, Booker, Tatum, and Doncic. And that's just that. That's not including everybody else. Even Julius Randle put up 55. Everybody scored. Everybody played the Magic this week and put up 100. That's basically (laughs) what I'm getting out of this. Because, oh, Lord, is it rough being a Magic fan right now. It's Wemby season. It's it's always been Wemby season. I tried telling you from day one, and um, it's it's always been Wemby season. And you well, just we got Paolo Bancaro, bro. It's think of him, think of him and Bull Bull next year. Like you already kind of have like quote unquote Wemby <laughs> Junior, but like well, he's the first one. Bull Bull's been in the league forever now. <laughs> I still <laughs> can't believe compared- the Nuggets just like let him walk from that. That I've like never understood, but. Um, yeah, like that, that whole, that front court would be absolutely insane if they were able to get him. Listen, what, what's, what's the alpha on the Suns? Cause obviously we all know the Suns are really good. And, uh, what's it, what's his name? Uh, not a booker, uh, Damien, Damien has been great for me. Damien Lee has been so oh, yeah. good for me in contender this year, which kind of sucks. This is L10 starting to get up there. And I'm just like, I'm at that like point where I'm like, all right, buddy, we're going to have to make a decision here. <laughs> Like, what are we going to do? Do you have any, do you have any alpha for the Suns? Anybody we should be uh, looking at? Anybody you kind of have your eye on? Um, Usually, I mean, I run Booker and Aiton the most. I mean, I, I'm trying to think on the Cam Johnson is still hurt, but he has potential to put up really high spike games. I don't know what his, his L10 might be not great in terms of where, what we would want in him, but he's a good flyer. That's not terrible. I mean, he can put up really high, high points if he gets hot from three, um, I don't know. They, I think they're going to make a move at some point because they still have Jay Crowder just rotting away because he's unhappy with his role or whatnot. <laughs> and I don't know what we'll get for him, but um, that would be something to watch. And I don't know. You, you mentioned about selling high. I mean, I think I'm not going to just because I have a, a Jersey Mint Aiton and I'm a Suns fan, but selling high on Aiton wouldn't probably be the worst right now. He's He's playing really, really good. I don't know. I mean, this is what his potential is, but at the same time, the beginning of the year, you saw he wasn't, he was probably one of the most frustrating players I had because he had a low-ish L10 around 30-ish. Right. And he was just not doing anything that was productive. And his last five games or so, I mean, he's been putting up 20, 20 plus. Yeah, he's he's been insanely good the last few games, which kind of came out of nowhere. And then when Chris Paul comes back, I mean, that only helped him in the offensive game. So something to monitor, but I think, I mean, I haven't looked at his price chart, but I would assume I'm assuming, let me look here. It's still pretty up there. Yeah. It hasn't spiked too crazy, um, but it's on an upwards right now. Massive dip recently. Yeah. It looks like it took a dip on November 28th, but 
then kind of went right back up as of yesterday. So, uh, so he had a 65 and then on the 28th, he had a 32 and then yesterday he had a 56. I mean, that's what you want your player to right. do. Yeah. Why would you panic sell the 31? You're like, keep that L10 low brother. What are you doing? I mean, even at 32, he had 17 and 12, like he had no defensive stats, but like, that's not a, that's not a panic sell. Yeah, I don't, so, I The market's very reactive. I haven't even seen panic selling until recently. Like it wasn't really happening. And that's another thing I noticed too. When Porzingis put up that crazy, when he had that crazy game, his price didn't move at all. Like that night, it didn't spike. It didn't see any movement at all. And it's really, really weird. Like, because I know if you play football, like if someone scored a goal, like his floor is getting swept up instantly. Yep. So I was looking for the same thing and it didn't happen, which was really, really confusing. Yeah, that is a little weird. I wonder if it, I wonder if the day of the week in terms of how close it is to the deadline affects like it happened Monday off. night. Okay. It happened so maybe right people after weren't buying line. yet. Interesting. Yeah. So there's, there's your alpha right there. You buy Monday <laughs> nights. If you don't have a lineup, there's always another week. There's always another game week. You got to go shop in Monday night, skip, skip the bar once or twice in the weekend, you know, save, save up that beer money and buy yourself some nice, some nice, so rare cars on a Monday night when you're trying to recover, you know, yeah. bing, bing, and then if somebody bing. goes off and the next night they, their score gets cut in half, just send low ball offers to everybody right. and there it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then flip it when they score again. Easy. Yeah, I I've, I don't know. I keep saying it, but I have said so much fun trading so rare NBA more than like almost almost that I have like actually playing the game, especially right now. Like contender, I am stuck in contender, which is another reason why like I'm trying to blow up my whole lineup because I was doing so good in contender. It was like my main focus at the beginning, and like as I've started winning rewards and flipping and like buying better players, I'm like, okay, well I have no guys with low L10s unless I want to go and overpay for the cheat code of the week and then come back and be like, all right, here we go. Here we go again. Uh, Alec. When you're, when you're okay. trading, do you, do you, are you finding people on discord? Or are you finding, are you just sending out offers or how are you, or just based on what people have listed? Like what, where have you found success in, in trading? Cause I haven't really done too much of it in NBA, to be honest. To be honest. I've just been following price action, like especially especially as the NBA game kind of matures and like finds its footing. Like you you can notice that a lot of players are starting to kind of find their floor where like it'll it'll always kind of snap back to you, even if it dips down Um, and round number like solid like 20s, 30s, 50 is a really big one. 20 is another big one. And if you start looking and you start zooming out, a lot of these players, they always snap back to the same price. It's just making things easy. If you can like kind of have that foresight and be like, okay, he's at the low end of the range. Maybe he scored a 32 and not a 50. Sorry. And his price goes down. It usually always kind of stops at like a floor that it's hit like two or three more times. And if you can snap it near that price and just ride it on the way back up, you're literally just trading a range at this point. Like, yeah, like buying a card at 20 and selling them for 30 doesn't really sound that much like that crazy. But if you're doing it every week and then you're doing it with, four or five different players, then you're racking in ETH weekly without really doing yeah. much. And you can trade the same card every, like every time. It doesn't have to be different players. Like if you really like a player or like you watch, you watch a lot of Suns games, you know the Suns players, you know kind of what they're doing, you follow them. If you just follow their charts and just kind of pay attention to where they're on the low end of the range and then just scoop them up and then just sell them again, but buying on Monday and selling on Friday is like the easiest thing. It, is, it has been so fun. And well, that I makes sense. Of, because, I mean, the range of outcomes on these players, I mean, you know what scores they're going to get. Like, Aiton's never going to put up 100. But, like, Curry, 
for surely could put up a hundred, but like his range of outcomes way wider, but Nathan's more like condensed, but right. yeah, like you said, you know, you know what you're getting. So if they have a, a bad streak, you know where they're going to get back to eventually because NBA is so consistent in, mm-hmm. in what they're doing. So or even go, yeah, even going back to like the sons of the bulls and like, I do, I, I trade magic players a lot because I watch most of the games or I try to. So like, I'm kind of following the team. I get the team news. I follow a lot of accounts with my team news. So like, why go out and just find all these random guys that I either forget that I bought or kind of don't pay attention. So I just focus on my strengths. I'm already paying attention to the magic anyway. So I think it was when Wendell went out and like, we had like three guys go out. I was like, okay, I know Caleb Houston is about to see minutes. RJ Hampton is about to see minutes, even though I don't really like him, like Admiral Schofield, like whatever, he's going to see minutes, unfortunately. And sure enough, I bought them and they, they raised in price and I kind of sold them real quick because I knew I didn't want them in my team anyway. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's exactly what I did when uh, Aiton rolled his ankle. I got an alert said Aiton is left floor with an ankle injury. I picked up all the Biombos I could find, yep. which, and- which is funny too when you're watching it and you're doing it and then you see other people like the buy button keep disappearing <laughs> as you're going. <laughs> it's so funny. Like, I always get so mad. Window. I, I get mad when I go to press it and then it asks me for my password and I'm like, dang it. I go put in my password. And it's like gone. I'm like, dude, <laughs> the oh. amount of times I've lost out on an auction because I'm in multiple tabs and have to keep typing in my password on each tab is I've lost track at this point and it has to be the most frustrating thing, but I like, I'm glad it's secure, but like at times just like, just let me panic, but like, just go through it. And um, I mean, that's, that's kind of how it is, unfortunately, but um, I mean, I, I got to say like, when I blew up my team, like kind of when Jorge, you said buy on Monday, sell on Friday, when I blew up my gallery, all of those cards sold Thursday and Friday. Like I listed them, I think late Wednesday or early Wednesday, because I was traveling all day Wednesday. So I listed them Wednesday. I like kept getting emails about offers, but I was like, you know what? I'm just going to kind of let it ride and see what happens. And Thursday when I woke up, I just got flooded with all these like so-and-so bought your card, listed more Thursday night that all went on Friday. So I think that's kind of like the perfect time to really sell it. Um, into the weekend is kind of a good one too, because you do have that that game week lock. But I do feel like kind of after you have that Monday to Thursday game week where you know most guys are playing sometimes up to three games because you have more time. I think kind of going into Thursday and Friday is really the best time if you're going to pick one of those game weeks to sell is probably the the better choice of those uh, those two. Yeah. Like even even tonight, when once once we're done recording this, I'm going to go through my gallery and see did anybody go up, did anybody go down, see and then like try to like put some stuff up for sale cuz even then for us that like live over here in the states, Europe is waking up in the middle of the night. Like you start seeing price pumps on Fridays at like 2 a.m. because Europe is waking up and they're like, "Oh, game locks today." And dude, there's they have the advantage, whether they know it or not. Anybody <laughs> who's listening from overseas, you guys literally have an advantage because 100%, if you start seeing those sales the day of lock, they start at 2 in the morning, 3 in the morning, and they just start rolling in from day one. So if you're going to sell, post it on Thursday nights. That, that, that seems to be the move. Well, I think tonight's going to be an interesting one, too, as we record this on Thursday. There's only one NBA game tonight, which... I honestly can't remember off the top of my head when the last time that was Um, as a basketball fan. I hate it, but it's going to be interesting to see kind of what the market does for so rare. Um, I know on election day when there were no games, the market somewhat went down, but that was also um, kind of when the the crypto market was kind of going through all that too. So um, it'll be interesting to see if people kind of sell off because there's no games tonight or um, if prices either just stay the same or go up. So um, doesn't really happen very often. I'm not sure if it happens again this season or not, but um, that'll be something to kind of to keep an eye on just kind of both for this year and next year um, in the event it does happen again, kind of knowing the, the trend in advance. 
or people get bored and they just dive into so rare because they have nothing else to do and they're they need their basketball fix and then yeah. they all kind of miss out on the pump a day early you never know yeah the fact that there's only one game too and it's luca who already put up an 84 it would have been better if you put up like a 20 and then we'll see how far he moves the leaderboards but all the people that have luca are already at the top of the leaderboards <laughs> <laughs> everything's pretty much locked <laughs> who, who do they oh and they play the pit i don't know man he they play the pistons you think he's going over 100? If it's ever going to happen, if it's ever going to happen, it's going to be tonight. <laughs> All eyes on them. He could play the first three quarters, go off, and just take a, a quick little nap that whole fourth quarter just because they're up 30, 40 points already. So that'll be a, that'll be interesting to see. Aren't the well, that's Pistons what missing Booker did last too? night. Yeah, Book, did he play all the fourth quarter? No. He put up. He played 30 minutes, scored 51 points, 69.8 Sawyer points. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was watching most of the first half. And then kind of once we got to the second half, I was like, all right, do I really want to keep forcing myself to watch this or just kind of watch the highlights later on? And yeah, it was a, that was definitely tough to watch, but I mean, just as, as a basketball fan, it is fun to kind of see guys put up, you know, big nights like that. Um, it's, it's better when it doesn't happen against your team, but it, it's still fun to kind of see. Yeah. It. What's and, that know, like, course, dude? <laughs> yeah. Did you see what KD it's... did to the magic last weekend, dude? Did you yeah. see that? It was awful. Yeah. Well, and then like you're on Twitter, you're watching Sports Center, and that's all you're seeing is just like these get like it's multiple highlights all from different pages. And it's like, I mean, I, I don't know what to do here. You can't avoid it. <laughs> I, I do I do want to ask you though, Zach, something because let's be real. I mostly just hang out in the bottom dwelling limited market. How's how how's how's the upper echelon of things? How's 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 the rare? Are you in super rare too, or are you just kind of hanging out in rare? Just hanging out in rare. I didn't I don't really <clears throat> I didn't really want to go too much into super rare initially. I didn't really want to pay the prices for it. Right. Um, I thought rare and limit based on the way the gameplay is set up too. I didn't want to be in a situation where like I needed, I had two super rares. It's three super rares, right? Minimum uh, in the super division. Yes. I'm pretty sure. I think so. Well, let's say it is. I didn't want to be in a situation where like I had two and then I had to buy a third to play right. super rare when it's like a guy who's, not that great and i'm just paying a lot of money for it just i don't know maybe just because i'm i'm heavily into soccer and in that way with super rares and i just thought this was a little more casual in a way um, right you know it's probably really not but um it it's good i mean i i do like that you you have the progression where like in limited you win rares so that's right. where i've gotten a lot of my rares i mean i really only purchased a small subset of the rares that i have oh wow um, and i do like that you know, like with the cheaper guys, um, well, cheaper meaning lower, Ish. you can <laughs> run them in a rare division and pay like, you know, anywhere from 20 to, to 50 if they're like really highly over um, or low L10. And it's later in the game week where they get more expensive. But I do like you can that you can throw that in where you wouldn't be in a situation like I said at the beginning with the super rare where you'd have to you have to buy a super rare and it has to be there's only so many you can buy. Right. And those cards are the best cards and it's just like way too overpriced. And then the price goes down. Like just didn't seem like the way I wanted to play it. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I just hope that they open up more rare contests because it's a bummer to just waste them away. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're just waiting because they're, they, they're just waiting to pump more rares out. Cause there's still really not that many. And like, that was kind of my hesitation. Like I definitely want to move up to rare, but my thing is like, especially at the beginning when nobody really knew what the NBA game was going to be or what the strategy was, it was like, look, yeah. I got limited funds. I didn't want to go out and buy like all these rares and then be stuck with not even a competitive lineup, you know, 
losing money at that point because all my valuations just went down and then i would just be very upset and not happy so yeah but i mean the progression's there though i mean you stick in limited you win a few rares that can be your you know your centerpieces and then you can fill it out with two other limited so if you get three rares that you know are in the whatever range really i guess if if you had a really high scored champion it wouldn't really matter because that would cancel out but um i just do like that the progression's there i feel like that's not so much in soccer, which I think they wanted to do, but I think it's past the point. It's you think the game too evolved. No, I would like to see it. I mean, I don't know why they don't have um, like a limited pro. They have um, rare pro, which is rares and super rares, right. but they don't have any limiteds and rares. Um, yeah, they even did it in baseball. So yeah, and I wonder if they will ever do a points cap. I know it's a basketball show, but I wonder if they'll ever do a points ah, cap in, so in soccer. Rare. But yeah, yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. But I do think. I think I do think a lot can be extracted from both games. I, I do like a lot of the concepts that the NBA game brings in, but there's definitely a lot of stuff in the soccer game too that works really well. And um, yeah, yeah. Alec, do, do you do you plan on moving up the rare too, or you uh, just kinda, I don't know. I, well, I guess I you need a team up. first. Yeah, at first I need a team, but um, at the end of the baseball season, I just moved up to rare. Um, so I was kind of going to run with that for a little bit, just kind of stick with limited for baseball. Um, it's not out of the question. I mean, I think it just kind of depends on what the prices look like. And, um, I don't really want to jump into it without fully knowing the strategy. I mean, we're still only, what is it? Two months into the season. Um, so, you know, there's still time to kind of figure out strategy more L10 and all that. Um, but I mean, I think there is time for me to move up to rare or, I mean, I guess as Chris just said, moving up to limited for basketball, because <laughs> yeah, right now I don't really have enough to field it, uh, to field a competitive lineup, but <laughs> what are you even doing on this uh, show, dude? Yeah. Ah. Uh, just kind of here for the vibes and the fun, honestly, but, um, yeah, I mean, it'd be fun to move up to rare. And, um, I think as of now you can, what is it? You need three rares and you can still play with the limiteds too. So, um, it's something that, you know, down the line, it could happen. And, you know, once I get my limited team, if I do end up winning a, a rare, that could kind of jump me up kind of like what Zach said. So, um, definitely in the cards, just kind of want to really get my feet under me first before I kind of just start throwing money out and at cards that, you know, maybe don't work out or things like that. Yeah. I mean, that's the one thing that I think that's tough with the progression though, is like, if you are running all limited and you do win a rare, like you only have one rare, so you still need two more. So do you sell your rare to make your limiteds better or do you just sit on that <laughs> rare, which is not fun, right? So it's, Yeah, I, c- I couldn't help myself. Tough. I had two rares and I sold them both for way more than I bought them for. I just, ah, dude, it's, I got greedy. I, was, I, could, I couldn't say no. I kept seeing the price go up and I was like, ah, I'm not playing rare anyway. And I just sold them. And then I bought more limited cards. Yeah. yeah but I mean, if, yeah. You, if you do get lucky and hit like a podium like a first and like where i won tatum like right that card alone could buy you three or four sick rares and then you do have that group you take the tatum which is i don't even know what he's worth right now but i'm, I'm sure it, that alone would be yeah so you could get Ooh. a few rares that are i mean there's a you lot think, of rares you think you can get a competitive lineup for that I think so. I mean, you wouldn't, you're not going to get the name brand superstars. I think that, you know, everybody wants on their team, but like go bears. We were talking about earlier is 0.13. Who else is there? I mean, there's a lot of guys that hover around the 0.1 to 0.15 range that I think if he's 0.469, you could, you could turn that into about, into about three guys there and and then fill out the rest with limiteds. I don't know. How much more competitive would you say that rare is to like limited? Is it like super, like do you really, really have to be in like choosing the right guys or is it 
a little like not as crazy because I overall there's just way more people playing limited anyway. So it's always going to be harder in that aspect. But how would you say like competitive wise the rare division is right now? Um, I think it's pretty similar, honestly. I mean, the scores that you see are higher, but I think that's also because of there's an extra 10% on rare cards in the bonus right. that you get. Um, the difference too is like you can run three rares or you can run five. And that that can be a big difference if you have a guy that puts up 60, 70 points. If you have two of those guys that are limited versus rares, that's another 15 whatever points. So that, I mean, that makes a big difference on the leaderboard, but I don't think it's because there's, they're making a, in soccer, there's a hundred rares per season and in, in basketball, there's a thousand. Right. I think, I think it's pretty similar to limited, honestly, because it is only single entry. So it's not like people are running multiple teams right. unless they have multiple accounts, but that's, we'll exclude those people. But I think it's pretty similar. I mean, there, there is potential, like I, there was one week where I ran like almost the exact same lineup in limited and rare. And I just had one player difference and they both did pretty good. I mean, you could do that, go all in on certain same players and just double up. And it's, all, it's you know, it's like all or nothing, but um, you know, that's one way to attack it too. If you, if you don't want to follow every single player, um, but, we're all DJs. We like to get, well, why not? <laughs> <laughs> it's right, right. The perfect criteria right there. That's it. So, so, well, I, I guess we haven't really talked about this either. And Alec, I'll take this to you first. Is there, so will rare prices eventually drop with there being a thousand? Will they eventually kind of level out? Like, obviously they're a little high because obviously they're rolling out a little bit slower than the limiteds, but will, will the prices ever come back down? Uh, I mean, I think a little bit. I know, I mean, at least on the baseball side, it has. Um, and towards the end of the season, it did. Now, was it because it was the end of the season or was it because, um, you know, they're kind of at the end and prices just kind of started to limit out? There's kind of really no way to know until you get two seasons into it. But um, I think prices will kind of get down a little bit. Um, I'm hoping that eventually, you know, across all plat or I guess all scarcities, that prices do kind of go up as, um, you know, popularity on the platform does go up. So it'll be nice if it goes up. Um, if I do decide to jump up to rare, it'd be really cool if I kind of, it doesn't go up until after I kind of buy my gallery, that'd be awesome. But, um, no, in a, in a perfect world, I think they'll, they'll come down a little bit this season. Um, and then eventually just kind of flatten out as we get probably around the all-star break or so. Um, people are kind of, you know, more comfortable with the platform. Um, anyone that's jumped in late now kind of is, you know, kind of foot or, you know, their spot in the game. Um, they have a couple lineups that they've gone through already. So um, I think it'll kind of go down a little bit early on, but eventually once we get halfway through, I think it kind of stays the same, if not goes up from there. What about you, Zach? Where are the rare prices going? Yeah, I think I, I, I tend to agree with that. I think, um, you know, the all-star break probably things will go down a little bit. I think it's just timing of, where things are at with the season as the season sort of ends, people might lose a little bit of interest. Um, but I'm curious to know, like with baseball in the off season, like that was one of my biggest things. That's my biggest thing that I do like about the soccer game is mm -hmm. it literally never ends. Right. Like when Europe ends, America, Asia starts, then it's like never over. So there's no off season. My biggest thing with baseball or even basketball is like what happens in the off season? Like people obviously aren't paying attention. And like, even with me, with just, when NFL is going, like, I don't really care about anything besides NFL until I, like NBA starts when I'm into NBA, but like, you know what I mean? Like during NBA playoffs, like I'm not thinking about NFL. So like, I'm not interested in that thing right now. So like, I feel like a lot of people might lose interest, but I don't know. It depends. It depends on if they're, what they want to do with their funds. I guess if, if they have long-term vision that the platform is going to succeed, I think there's value in keeping 
your cards on, but I'm curious to, to hear more about baseball. I know they're doing like challenges and stuff, but I don't know. They is did that... one. <laughs> they had the first one. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, baseball prices as a whole right now are very down, um, especially because on the auction, all that they're doing is just, I think a lot of the prospects that got called up and even still, it's like very spread out. Um, but I mean, I picked up a couple decent baseball cards for rare um, just because people are trying to to kind of get more money for basketball or for football or anything like that. So um, in the off season, I think it will kind of go down just because there really is, like you said, there's nothing else. Like once the season's over, that's it until the new one starts. So um, they can give us, you know, challenges and scouting missions and all that. And that'll help for certain players that are involved, but I mean, overall, like, like for your spend more money, yeah. yeah <laughs> give like us more money player. Like it's not going to make too much of a difference. So it just kind of depends on how you want to attack it. But um, yeah. yeah, it'll be interesting I know that, to kind of see. I know that in um, the original days of soccer, which I wasn't, I wasn't a part of these days, but talking to some OGs from way back on, they would have, when they only had a few leagues, they would have these uh, replay weeks um, right. where they'd pick like a random week and you could submit a lineup and you could win cards from that. And I, I was always thinking like that could be a way in the off season to make, I don't know how exactly that works. So like, do you just, you just submit a lineup and they just well, randomly I, pick a, a I week. Think it, yeah, I week? think it was like they would in advance, they gave you like a slate of games that they could choose from. And then I guess you would speculate on that. And then from there, I think they would only pick a handful at random. Um, I think I, from the grapevine, that's what I've heard or <laughs> kind of retained somewhere along the road, yeah. but yeah, it, it It'll be weird. But then again, I think I feel basketball like international basketball and other leagues might be a little bit bigger than maybe like other baseball leagues. So, hey, yeah. may, maybe so rare the way the way they're going, they're trying to onboard everybody, any, any anybody that the sunlight touches. So rare is after them. So, I mean, it hey. would be interesting if they brought in any European basketball leagues outside Ooh. of NBA. And then when there was like Olympics or FIBA stuff or anything like that open it up to just more content. I mean, that's something in the off season alone is international competitions. And that's when you really need like Luca or, or Giannis, where they just like <laughs> score like 80 points for their team. But if you couldn't um, afford them now, you're definitely yeah. not going to afford them then. <laughs> yeah. Someone say, this is the dip for Euroball. Let's go. <laughs> but Zach, I know we're on a little bit of a time crunch, so we're going to get out of here. Alec, do you have any other questions for Zach? Uh, I guess when, uh, when's Chris Paul going to get a ring? That's not really a, a sober question, but, uh, as, as a Suns fan, knowing he's, uh, he's the guy kind of, that'd be cool to see him. So, um, is that something you think kind of happens, you know, while he's still in a Suns uniform? Or are they going to go out? Does uh, a uh, coaching uniform count? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I do, I do like the way that they're not, I don't know how bad his heel injury is, but I do like the way that they're not rushing him back. Like, to be honest, like he shouldn't even play until like the 60th game of the season. You guys are doing just fine without him, dude. Yeah, yeah. we're crushing. So he's always burnt out in the playoffs and always some freak accident happens with him. So I would be okay with him sitting out pretty much the whole season if possible, <laughs> just to have him in the playoffs. But I don't know. We'll see. I think we blew our chance against Milwaukee. That was depressing, Ooh. but can't blow it a 2-0 lead in the, in the finals, but Yikes. I don't know. I th I think, I think our core is young enough and strong enough now, as you can see how they're playing without him, where mm -hmm. it's possible that he could just come in and not, not need to do as much as he's done in the past and still just do his thing. But I don't know. He's looking pretty old. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. Yeah. Still a lot of season left to play. So We'll, we'll see how it right. goes. Maybe, maybe, maybe the magic will get in there and beat you on the final, dude. Whatever it is. Cool. Whatever it is. <laughs> there, there's, there's always hope. 
I'll take a Suns Magic Finals any day. That sounds good to me. Yeah, not for the right <laughs> reasons, unfortunately, but whatever. <laughs> but again, I appreciate you for coming on, Zach. It was great. Hopefully some Thanks, of that champ- champion magic kind of rubs off and we can uh, get some podiums up in here because we've been close, but we haven't gotten there yet. But uh, still great. Yeah, thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. Surprise! We interrupt this regularly scheduled episode with regularly scheduled content from us. Extra, the daily swap. Someone did their daily swap early in the day yesterday and could not uh, could not uh, get it done during the regular show. So here we are doing it, Alec. Whatever. Hey, we're, we're at least we're staying consistent, okay? We are staying consistent. We are doing this game. We are swappings, and one of us is going to end up with a superstar eventually. I, hope. I think this week. I'm I'm convinced this is the week that I'm pulling Doncic, and you guys cannot tell me otherwise. And if so rare does not give me Doncic, it's rigged for ratings. Wait, wait, who wait, is wait, who are you swapping for Doncic? I'm going to swap Dalen Terry, who I picked after we started. Who was a day or Dayron Sharp was the uh, the first yes, guy. Yes. So I'm going to upgrade from a rookie um, who has played three total minutes since the last time that we did this. Um, for Luka Doncic live on air, and it's going to be fantastic. Clip that, oh, put yeah. it on Twitter. My, my just my air, my Justin Holiday L seven, who has I didn't. I probably should have looked. Yeah, he's played. Oh, he's he banged twenty in twenty minutes, but didn't play the five games around that. So uh, <laughs> I probably didn't even play him too, which is the sad part. But whatever, Justin Holiday, you are leaving today. Trading him in. Oh, oh, come on, bro. First card that pops up, Dayron Sharp. I literally got rid of Dayron Sharp. Just it's an endless cycle. Let's do it. What, what else I get, though? Oh, yeah, I'm just going to go back and forth, an endless loop. Uh, what I got? I got Robin Lopez. I got Dayron Sharp. Goga, Pitaze, Dominique Barlow, and Johnny Davis. Johnny Davis out of Wisconsin. <laughs> hey, he's a rookie. Oh, God. Do it. Oh, I don't really want any of these guys. But go, go, Goga's an L10 or L11, though. Has an L11, so I might be able to swap it out next week for something better, but I'm not really, yeah, because Robin Lopez doesn't really play that much right now. Ugh. You also yeah, don't with have Goga, to bro. swap, you don't have to swap, you can't just say no mm, for Justin Holiday. Mm, he's not playing mm. now. Nah, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go, uh, I'm gonna go for the higher L, L10 here. I'm gonna go for the 11, try to get out of that seven range, see if I could uh, get a little something spicy, a little strategy. Sagoga Bitaze from Indiana is going to be my pick. That's my pick this week. Okay. Well, Alec, what you got going on? You, you look very concerned over there. I'm. I'm actually. Did you get the same players excited. again this week? Um. So I did not Whoa, get Daron Sharp. Did we get which the same players? Disappointing. Though? What'd you say? All right. Did we get the same players or no? No, we did not. Um, like for yourself. I did not. Uh, I did not get Doncic. But I did get onto Takumpo. Um, it's just not the right one. Oh! Um, I got his younger brother, Costas. I did not get Giannis. Um, that would have been very weird if I did Ooh. get Giannis off of a player with an L10 from two. Um, but you got to start somewhere. So um, I got Trevor Keels. Br- bringing in the vibes. Oof. Bringing in the vibes. Trevor Keels, Nerlens Noel, Rodney McGruder, uh, the little Greek freak. And Admiral Schofield, I don't know if you've heard of him. He plays for some team, I think it's like the Magic or something. <laughs> oh. I don't know. Uh, got yeah, tough. Uh, um, bro, I get so upset whenever that man touches the court. <laughs> I just, oh, God. Well, if uh, if that's how you feel about him, I think I got my answer then. Please don't choose Schofield. I kind of want to. Uh, 
I mean, no. I, I don't know. I think I think the problem is, and this really, I kind of screwed myself with Dalen Terry. Um, Dalen Terry has played three minutes since we last did this, so his L ten is still sitting at two, um, right. which means none of these guys ever really play ever. So no, if they do, it's not significant. Yeah, I mean, if they do. Like I'm looking at Admiral Schofield's page, and the first article says score season high six points. Yeah, let's go, Schofield. Yeah, not really what you want to see. <laughs> um, and that was also from November 16th. So that's been two weeks since that. So, um, oh, man. Yeah, and uh, we just got Cole Anthony and Markel Fultz back. Yeah, like they're the magic. Wendell's coming back yeah, in, a few, in a week. Um, Can't go man. Schofield. Like, not even just because I think he's a terrible player. But, I want to just uh, for the memes, yeah, it's but just, yeah, it's just, man. What a, yeah, whatever playing time he was getting is now non-existent or soon to be. I mean, I, I think uh, I'm really just be- torn between Nerlens Noel and Rodney McGruder. Um, if I do pick someone this week, the problem is neither of them really actually play for Detroit. It's just kind of yeah, on an injury basis. But what if you skip out and keep your Bulls rookie one more week? I'm, but I'm you really, you really need it. to get off that L two though. That's the problem is I don't think he will. Like, even if he plays, I don't think he's going to play enough games to jump that up. Um, I mean, all he really needs is one good game. And y'all y'all, y'all are starting to hit that tank watch, too. Yeah. And uh, you guys might begin rotation going in there somehow soon. So maybe. What do, do you guys play uh, this weekend? How many games do you play? Or is, uh, is, he, is he even with the team or is he back in the G League? He keeps going up and down. Um, I know last time we talked about how he played in the G League and on the Bulls in the same night. So... Still um yeah it's kind of back and forth um let's see this upcoming game week they're at golden state and at sacramento um and then the following week they have one game against washington and then dallas and atlanta so i don't know maybe the maybe the warriors game is just you guys a have huge a pretty blowout. tough schedule coming up yeah it's uh they're tw- oh we're 12th in the east right now that's kind of cool um still four and a half games up on the magic so that's that's at least reassuring i guess Eesh. But Eesh, you know what? We're gonna ride with it. That L though. We're keeping Dalen Terry. Yeah, we're riding in. with it. We will see you next week when Dalen Terry goes off. I'm excited. Not really. That's that. That one still hurts a lot. I think I made a mistake last week. But uh, yeah, Dalen Terry. This week's yeah, card swap. It's fine. Yeah. No, it, it is what it is. We got we got a little. We got a keeper. We took a flyer on a L on a high L ten. We're gonna we're gonna figure it the heck out. Don't down on your mistake alec why not stay stay at the l2 watch me get my luka Doncic next week with my l11 bro we're making our way to the top you know what Cream i hope rises so to the top if if that's how i lose because you get a Doncic or a, an actual aunt's decumpo brother um or anyone like that you know what i'll i'll tip my hat to that because that would be an incredible journey dude it's, it's gonna happen i really wonder how many swaps it's gonna take but we're gonna keep track of it we're gonna post it on the twitter we're gonna we're gonna make some graphics. Might be rough around the edges because I can't afford Photoshop, but whatever, dude, it will be fantastic. And slip it in the extra content within the content within the content. We're gonna promote some more content and remind you that we got the Patreon where we are trading baseball, basketball, and football. Did I did I say those three sports right? I think I did. I kind of like confused myself in the beginning, but whatever. We're yeah, gonna content on content on content. Sign up for our Patreon. Hang out with us. Let's make some trades. Let's grind some ETH so that we don't have to comment swap our way to a Giannis Antetokounmpo. Okay, we could just buy him. We will. It's gonna happen. 
Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Whoosh.